Today on the Bill Kelly Show on 900 CHML. The OPP is reviewing allegations of unregistered illegal lobbying of the Premier. Doug Ford has denied the allegations, of course, but the investigation will go on. Uh, to talk about this and a couple of other things uh, that came out of Queen's Park, uh, so pleased to welcome back to the program Richard Brennan, retired journalist with the Toronto Star, who covered Queen's Park and Parliament Hill for so many years. Badger, how are you doing today? Good, Bill. How's it going? Excellent. Listen, I, this, as I mentioned in my commentary about an hour ago at 810, the fact that there's an OPP investigation is exactly why Ron Tavener never should have actually been considered for the OPP job. That You can't have somebody in charge of the OPP, who's a good friend of the person you may be investigating. It just doesn't make any sense. Well, uh, no, it was at perfect timing in some ways because uh, you're absolutely right. It, you know, Mr. Tavner, for all his qualities, was, was you know, it's just too close to the Ford family. And for, tho- for those reasons, you know, having him investigate uh, the Premier's office would have just, uh, would have caused him no end of grief and, and would have not gone that well at the public, let's put it that way. Well, and no matter how good a cop Ron Tavener is, and I, I'm understanding he's he's good cop with a great record, and that's fabulous, but there's a perception there that if, if best friend is investigating best friend, the allegations, first of all, you know, we don't even know if the investigation would have happened. I don't know. Uh, but if it were, there's always going to be that cloud of uncertainty, like, uh, come on, really? Uh, best that this doesn't happen. And, and you know, Ford should have known that, or at least Ford's people should have known that. But anyway, th- that's what it is. Uh, this really stems from uh, this letter from Randy Hillier, doesn't it? Correct. If they thought they were having problems with Randy before, <laughs> when he was in their caucus, you know, he's the guy outside now throwing throwing darts at the the, the government, and and he he'll he'll have stuff on him. You you I can you can bet on it. I know Randy, and he's going to cause that government no end of grief while he's there. In, when a situation like this happens, and, and there was a letter written with these allegations in this, uh, do they are arbitrarily just say, okay, we're going to investigate that, or do they do some sort of investigation to try to find if there's any credibility there to actually uh, justify an investigation? Well, much much like we you know we did as reporters, you I mean you you look at the facts that are available to you, and you, you consider the options and, and that and decide whether it's worth doing a story on. Well, in similar ways, it's exactly that. They look at all the information available to them. They, they'll look what the, you know, the government has to say, and they'll look what uh, uh, Randy has to say and what proof he, or facts he can bring forward, and that will determine whether they go ahead with it. So it's, it's really a fact-finding mission, for lack of a better expression. But the, the, and that process, I guess, will be underway shortly. So uh, for the guy that's been in caucus, and I know the Ford government's only been in power for a few months at this stage, but uh, there was some friction between Hillier and Ford during the campaign, uh, certainly after the campaign in caucus, too. Uh, is, is he the sort of guy that, that would just say, okay, I, you know, you want to play tough? I can play hardball, too. In a way, he is. He's a he's a he's this odd dude. I like Randy, but he's he's he marches to his own drummer, mm-hmm. and he will, like I say, go to every length, given you know what's happened to him being thrown out of caucus, to uh, to make life miserable for Ford and his uh, cabinet and caucus. Well, it's going to be interesting to see just where this goes and uh, and how long this is going to take and what the findings are going to be. Uh, I know that even when they did the review about the potential hiring of the OPP commissioner, I think a lot of people were shaking their heads about the result of that investigation. 
Well, I think a lot of people are shaking their heads at many things, but uh, you just remember, at the end of the day, Ontarians voted them in. And, uh, you know, you just, be, sometimes the old expression, be careful what you wish for. And, and now, now we're seeing, you know, they have every right to make decisions, and uh, that's what they're doing right now. And uh, a lot of it doesn't sit well with a lot of people, but well, <laughs> I don't know who who they have to to blame, quite frankly, other than themselves. Well, there's some kind of silly things that are going on. I mean, there's some serious stuff with the the education system that we'll talk about in just a couple of seconds here. But uh, I mean, two of the other stories that surfaced this week. Uh, first of all, we're going to get new license plates. Uh, I didn't remember that coming up very much in the campaign. Do you? Oh well, yeah, but I don't remember. I don't remember McGinty saying he was going to change the the trillium. Yeah, you know, uh, which cost back in two thousand six cost two hundred nineteen thousand dollars for a, friend, a liberal friendly advertising firm to come up with this redesigned trillium. Well, who asked for that? Why do governments do this? I mean, we we well, elect them to govern, and and there heaven knows there's a list of priorities, but invariably they turn to these little frivolous things. Is it so they can throw crumbs at, at some of their friendly uh, you know contributors? Well, you know, I kind of liken it to the fact when I when I had to study for tests back in you know in high school and university, all of a sudden I found it necessary to clean my closet out. Uh, you know, they just you're when. You, They've got many, many important things they have to do, and they seem to be, you know, engaging in this, like you say, frivolous stuff. And every government does it. I, I don't get it, never did understand it, probably never will. And it, it just, I, I, I'm just thinking, you know, hey, wait a second, I, I'm pretty sure that this week especially, there's a lot more important stuff to be talking about than, than you know, re- redesigning the Trillium or, you know, redesigning well, license plates. there's a budget. Yeah, there's a budget process, which is the biggest thing that happens in a government every year. And you know, I, I have no problem with the changing the, the the license. You know, throw it out to the kids, you know, all the kids across Ontario, come up with a, a, a slogan and a new design. You know, something different. I, you know, quite frankly, I'm you know I I'm tired of what our license looks like. I know maybe I've got too much time on my hands, but I think that you know that can be redesigned. This putting is uh, this open for business on commercial vehicles. It's just tawdry. I don't think it's ever going to happen. And, you know, if they do redesign, you know, that's fine with me. But on, on the other hand, big deal. Like, why is this, why is this necessary for the, a government, a new government with lots of challenges ahead of it to focus on such frivolous stuff? Uh, I wish I knew the answer, uh, but uh, you know they're going to go ahead with this. And actually, the the license plate thing, I guess, is actually going to be included in uh, Mr. Fidelli's budget announcement next week. So uh, obviously, they consider this to be a priority all of a sudden. Well, if they do what I say, I you know about going to the you know giving out to the uh, students to come up with something across Ontario, I think it, it's that's okay with me. But you know, if they pay some some you know government friendly consultant to come up with a redesigned plate, then I'll tell you, I have a lot of problem with that, and I know a lot of your listeners will, too. Listen, we're going to spend some time talking about, uh, well, there was the walkout yesterday, the student walkout, uh, the announcement about uh, funding, uh, redistribution, shall we say. I mean, the board looks at it as funding cuts the boards of education. 
and we're starting to get some numbers now about this. But uh, the walkout yesterday, the premier's reaction to that was uh, was rather interesting. Uh, he just said this was not the students' fault. I'm paraphrasing. Uh, this was all organized, he said, by the union thugs, meaning the teachers' union, and he had some rather uh, unkind words to say about them. I, I, I guess the question we want to ask here, from the years you've been watching governments in play like this, how important is it for them to, to define an enemy so that their base and their supporters can say, yeah, those are the guys that are causing this? I mean, it used to be Kathleen Wynne, and I guess it will be for quite some time, but now he's directed his anger at the teachers' unions. Well, this is reminiscent, you know, of the Mike Harris days, because Mike said, I mean, you know, I just wish I'd be, you know, uh, this is hardly novel, because Mike said all the things that Ford is saying right now. It's, you know, I, the teachers, it's not the teachers, it's the union bosses. And I, you know, we heard that over and over again. It's, it's not even new. And and he's saying the same things over again, and he's pitting He's pitting the public against the teachers, you know, or at least, I should say, trying to create a divide. And which it does work for a while at first, and then it becomes a problem with, with you know, uh, let's say strikes or walkouts or whatever it is. And then the parents say, hey, enough's enough with this. And I, I, you know, I'll predict it right now. That's exactly what's going to happen here. Well, it happened the first two years of the Harris government. Yep. Uh, I mean, you know, when I was when I was running for office and successfully, thank a bit for city council, knocking on doors, all people wanted to talk about was the teacher strike, and one was a lockout, one was a strike. I mean, but to the parents, it's the same thing. I said, look, it's not real. You know, don't you want to talk about taxes? No, I want my kids back to school. Yeah. I said, well, talk to your MPP, who was a conservative at that time up on the mountain. I said, that's what has to happen. This matters to parents. Uh, and, and, and if you're going to go to war, uh, you got to expect that there's going to be some pushback. I believe their contracts are up this year. That's so maybe, maybe he's just setting the scene for what's coming up ahead here, and it could get pretty cho- choppy here. Well, he's already telling them to dial back any expectations they have for, with, uh, in their contract. He's he's already he's already uh, you know laying the groundwork for for that, and you know it, 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 it they one thing they did come across say during the election you know many of the things that we never heard of before, but that they were they were going to cut, and, you know not cut per se but they were going to you know uh, look after the the purse strings which means what you and I know to be cut. Find efficiencies, yeah. yeah and, and that's, we know what that is. And, and they said that, they said that off, right off the bat. So this is, this is what, uh, this is what they're getting. Well, and, and I know, because we heard the same rhetoric from the Common Sense Revolution that, you know, we're not, I didn't fire anybody. No, but if you cut off the funding for the service, uh, those jobs are eliminated. I mean, it's, it's, you know, it's the way things are, but I mean, you can say, "Well, I didn't have a direct hand on it," but of course you did. It's all part of the process. Well, that's it. You know, Mike Harris never said he was going to lay off eight thousand nurses during the campaign, but that's what happened. Yeah, and it looks like it's going to start happening in the education and field. Teacher, well, first of all, we, we always hear efficiencies, and we we hear that you know it's it's we're going to just we're not going to lose jobs. It's going to be because through attrition. Layoff or not layoffs, but retirements, whatever, through attrition. But then, you know, the, the real story starts to come out. I think right now, I think the government's serious what it's saying. They're not going to lay off anybody. It's going to be through attrition. But that's 
that seeps into the system, and you just wait and see. I mean, there's going to be there's going to be job loss. Uh, how much? I, who knows? But right now, we know that they're looking at thirty cutting thirty five hundred jobs and saving eight hundred and fifteen million dollars or whatever it was. So this is the beginning. We're we're just seeing the very beginning of what what's. You know, but why why the rhetoric though, Badger? Why do they have to do this? I mean, when, when Mike Harris said he was going to cut social services, he came up with an arbitrary number and said thirty three percent of the people here are are are, are, are you know scamming the system. Uh, there, there was absolutely no evidence to that. I mean, the statistics indicated there was about two and a half to three percent, not thirty three percent. Yet he pulled that down to try to validate this. And of course, the basis said, yeah, Ford made a statement yesterday about the teachers, uh, and and said, look, a third of them couldn't even pass a grade six math test. That's where did he get that from? <laughs> Out of his back pocket, I know. Well, this you can you can say anything, and and there's a there's a certain appetite, if you will, for bashing teachers. Believe me, it's just not among his base <clears throat> that you know that people resent the teachers for their summers off and their you know their, their benefits and et cetera, et cetera. Well, I'm not saying this is right or wrong. But I'm saying there is an appetite out there for it, and and they're they're locked into it. That's what they're doing. Yeah, but it's 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 playing one group off against another. Well, that's I, all, I, but you know that's what politics has become these days. Yeah, unfortunately, it's pitting one group against another. We've seen in the states. We're we're seeing it here. We're seeing it in in Alberta right now during their election campaign. It's it's divide and conquer. This is going to be a rocky year. I, I mean, the budget announcement comes out next week, and we'll get a, a much more clear picture as to how this government wants to proceed. But with contract negotiations and some of the ramifications of this, uh, just as we had back in the 1990s, I, I get the sense that there's going to be some conflict and some pushback here. Well, I think it's going to be a, uh, you know, it will be a replication of, of the 90s. We'll see, we'll see uh, strikes, teacher strikes. We'll see... Uh, Days of action, do you remember that? Oh, yeah. Uh, days of action when all the unions would go to one city or another and uh, basically shut down and uh, take over the streets and, and parade, etc. Uh, that's what I see happening all over again. I really do. You know, history repeating itself. Certainly does. Uh, Richard, always a pleasure. Have a great weekend. We'll talk to you again yeah, soon. Oh, budget coming up. Okay, take care. That's uh, Richard Brennan, of course, a uh, retired journalist who covered Queen's Park for so many years. The Bill Kelly Show, weekdays from 9 to noon on 900 CHML.